episode 26 of the Project Me podcast. Hi, I'm Kelly Pietrangeli, the creator of MyProjectMe.com. This podcast is designed to be an entertaining, lighthearted, inspirational, personal growth journey. Each episode goes in a mostly chronological order as I piece together the books, modalities, people, and experiences that have fallen onto my life path exactly when I needed them, and how often I resisted the very things I needed the most or didn't see the gifts contained in the challenges until later. By sharing my stories, I hope to inspire you to reflect on your life path. What are the seeming coincidences that have led you to where you are today? What are the hidden gifts within your challenges? And what magic is out there waiting for you as you let go of resistance and follow your own breadcrumb trail? At the end of each short episode, there's an opportunity for you to reflect on how my story relates to your own life. You'll also find a PDF of journal prompts in the show notes or in the podcast section at myprojectme.com. Hi guys, I'm back after six amazing weeks in Ibiza, staying at the house I manifested during the 2020 lockdown. I shared that whole amazing story in episode 13. That one was titled The Empty Nest, I think, if you haven't heard that yet. Rather than picking up where I left off in the unfolding story of my journey into the wonderful world of woo-woo, I'm going to share some incredible stuff that's just happened over the summer in Ibiza while it's all still fresh in my mind. Some parts of this are pretty far out, and it would have been good to ease you into this with what happened to kind of lead me into it, but I'm just going to go for it and then circle back to the other stories in future episodes. What I'm discovering is that once we step fully into higher levels of conscious living and trust with all the skepticism, the speed of our growth and deeper understanding expedites. That's what's been happening for me. I mean, I'm still me. My husband and my family can all still relate to me. I haven't turned into some weirdo. I feel normal, but at the same time, I feel so expansive, awake. Like I'm really in my personal power. That's kind of the best way I can describe it right now. It's an amazing feeling. There is a second super cool story about what I discovered about my new house in Ibiza after living in it for the first time, but I'm going to create a separate episode out of that so I can keep this one shorter. So for now, here we go. Episode 26. About a week before I was to arrive in Ibiza, I was tagged in an Instagram post by Andrea at 100 Healthy Choices. She wanted me to see that she'd visited an amazing crystal healer in Ibiza called Lydia Majoli. Andrea knew that I loved Ibiza and that I love all things woo-woo, so she thought that I would be interested in this. Well, I didn't have anything in mind that needed healing just then, so I kind of just parked the information. And then I saw my friend Vanessa in Ibiza, who was in need of some physical healing. And I tried to coordinate for her to see Lydia, and in the end, their session didn't seem to be happening, and I thought, you know what? I love trying new things, and crystal healing is a modality I've never tried, so why not? I went ahead and booked in a session. She said she'd be coming to my house, so just before she was about to arrive, I got out my journal to see what I wanted to focus on, and I found my pen writing about how I want to find a smooth way to move into the work I really want to be doing without giving up what I've already created with Project Me and Project We. I'm now a qualified soul plan practitioner, and I want to give so many more people their soul plan readings and also do more of my intuitive Zen tarot sessions, but 
I'm always so busy with the busy work of running my business, and I'm not allowing myself to fully step into this and own it. My own soul plan reveals that I'm here to be a facilitator of change, connecting and bringing people together, which is exactly what I do with my Project We Membership Club and in my High Vibe Journey programs, but I'm also being called to take people even deeper into their soul's destiny, to understand why they're here and what they're meant to be doing. And I can't do that properly when I'm always so busy with the busy work of all the multiple moving parts of Project Me Global Limited. So I closed my journal after that little brain dump, and I had expected that Lydia would want to chat first about what I wanted to work on for the session, because that's usually how it works with these things. But instead, she'd said she'd rather not know. She prefers to work intuitively and just see what comes up. I'm like, oh, okay, (laughs) rapid pre-journaling session for nothing, or so I thought. Lydia set up a massage table in my bedroom, and she brought the most beautiful wooden box of crystals. Her mother hand-decorated the box with shells and colorful paints. You can actually see this on my Instagram if you scroll back to early August. It's Kelly Project Me. So I laid on the table, and Lydia said there was nothing to do but relax for an hour, which sounded lovely to me. And I'm going to say that not a whole lot happened except just feeling super chilled out. I was aware of her placing crystals on my chakras, and sometimes she was replacing them with different ones. Nothing profound or wow like some of the other modalities I've tried, just very nice and very relaxing. So when it was time to sit up, she suddenly launched into a super long, amazing description of all that happened on her side during that hour. And wow, it was so profound and enlightening and fascinating. I couldn't believe she could remember and that everything that she felt and saw at all the different stages during this and relating to all the different crystals as she'd replaced them and moved different ones on my chakras. After she left, I tried to write down what I could remember. So I'm going to get my journal out here. Here's what I wrote. She said, you have a really joyful energy. Joy is in my DNA coding. I'm here to play, to be in my joy. And when I focus on that, all else falls into place. And I wrote, this is the same message I received in my inner voice session. And again, in my EFT session with Zandra. And again, in my shamanic journey. I don't know if you remember these other stories I've told in previous episodes about my spirit guide, Angela, being a girl on a swing and just swinging and playing. And she just was encouraging me to play. And over and over again, I'm just getting this message, just play, play, play. It's also come up in a track I discovered this summer. I need to share that with you somehow. It's a track called Play, and it is just absolutely beautiful. So again, you know, for her to have just seen that joy is in my DNA and I'm here to play, it was just hearing that was amazing. She also said, my work, family, and friends all merge together. There is no definitive career which is separate from my life, <laughs> which is so true. So I said to her, do you know about my business? Do you, do you know about Project Me and what I do? And she said, no. And I told her, like, I just basically live my life, share about my life with other people, and I've made a business around that. <laughs> I'm like, there is no separation really between my business and my life. Like I just openly share everything. I share my challenges. I share what's worked to overcome my challenges. That's what my book is all about. That is what my Project We membership is all about is it's just sharing and connecting and getting other people to share what's working for them. Like it's just, that's my business. And she didn't know anything about that. She said, 
that I am here to show others how to be in their joy, to help them to see that all emotions are necessary and to heal and work through their challenges. But I'm not here to spend a lot of time delving deep with them into their issues, just enough for them to acknowledge and recognize these in themselves, but then the ability to move into joy. And I was like, this is so affirming to me because over the years, so many times I've thought I should qualify to be a qualified life coach. And over and over again, I've just resisted it. I've resisted like, oh, then you have to have all these sessions with people where they're telling you like everything that's going on in their life and you got to help them work through all their challenges from a kind of cerebral point of view. And that's just never been something that I've wanted to do. I love my business model so much of like people join Project We and within Project We, that's where I help them. But there's not a lot of room to go into major details in Project We. It's just me getting them to realize what their challenge is and then just giving them resources and everybody helping them. So it was just really affirming that what I'm doing is on the right track. She said, this goes for my children too. They need to experience pain and I'm not there to try to make it better but to allow them to experience it and to be on the other side of it. As much as I'm here to spread joy in my work, this also includes my family and helping everyone to be less serious and more playful. I remember her saying that she saw me as a rainbow bridge. (laughs) And this is exactly what I wrote in my journal. Like it came up in like a vision a few years ago where I saw myself as this rainbow bridge helping to bridge people's kind of practical lifestyle, 3D reality here on earth, you know, getting, getting their lives into a good order with all the practical lifestyle management stuff, but then being like that bridge that bridges them over to the other side into the kind of spiritual realms and helping them to understand life beyond just our life here on earth. And, you know, that's come up for me again in other visualizations and in other guided modalities. So She said, I just see you as a rainbow bridge. And she saw rainbow colors, which is what's come up for me before when I had a Reiki session years ago. She saw lots of colors that in each color corresponds to a layer of emotions. I'm here to help people to be emotionally literate and to decode their emotion. And this is exactly what I do with the High Vibe Journey. I teach people about emotions and how to understand their emotions. I've never thought of it as color coding the emotions. So I'm going to be looking at that. But, you know, the Project Me Life Wheel is eight color coded sections, each relating to a different life area. And yeah, it just made me just realize that all the rainbows and everything I've been drawn to, it's just all kind of just very affirming, I should say. Now, one thing I am going to add here is that I do still have a skeptical side. You know, I'm not just completely hook, line, and sinker with this stuff. There's always still a part of me that questions. So afterwards, when I was journaling, I was saying, you know what? She could have found out so much about this by listening to a couple of podcast episodes where I've talked about this, or just going to my website and seeing the Project Me Life Wheel and seeing the rainbow colors and She could have seen my Instagram. All she would have to do is look to my Instagram feed and she'd see that I'm really into happiness and joy. And she could kind of see that joy emanating from me. But she said she didn't. And so I had to trust that she hadn't. But what's more than that is that later on in the summer, I saw a friend of mine in Ibiza, a friend who admittedly doesn't really have a woo-woo bone in her body, just isn't into this kind of stuff. 
And she was telling me about, you know, this ongoing health condition that she has and the pain that she has. And I told her, listen, I know that you're not really into the woo-woo, but there's this woman on the island called Lydia, and she's a crystal healer. And I don't know, what would it hurt, you know? And so she had a session with her going into it, you know, very, doesn't, isn't into this kind of thing. And she reported back to me that what Lydia said to her afterwards was stuff she couldn't have possibly known. And my friend, unlike me, is not on social media and doesn't have a website or anything. So it was just very affirming to me, like it just very, very affirming that this is not something that she looked up. And then she went and worked on her daughter as well and came up with stuff about her daughter, you know, knew her grandmother's name and knew she was named after her grandmother and all this kind of stuff. So I don't know, I guess I'm saying this to you in case there's like a small part of you that's like, yeah, you know, she probably looked you up. (laughs) Um, So going back to this, she said, my throat chakra is clear and vibrant. She put a crystal on there and she said, nope, your throat chakra is clear and vibrant. And I was like, hurrah. So if you've listened to my previous episode called Finding My Voice, it was all about how I did not have a voice and I had a very closed throat chakra. So it was really affirming to hear that it's wide open, clear and vibrant now. In my solar plexus, she saw a slight power struggle. So our solar plexus is our, our, where we hold our power. She said she saw a kind of competition with others' energy, even though I'm not a competitive person. She said it was kind of a wanting what others have, and she cleared that. And it made me think about what she meant by that, and I know what it is. It's me seeing other women on Instagram, online, who have already stepped fully into their spiritual powers. You know, they're they're guiding people. They're doing all of the amazing stuff that I really want to be doing with people with my soul plan work and my tarot and all the more esoteric realms that I really want to be doing, but they're owning it and they're just doing it and they're not apologizing for it. They're not trying to convince people that it's real. Like they're just doing it. And I think that there is definitely this, um, yeah, this, she saw it as kind of a wanting what others have energy in my solar plexus. And I was like, yep, but she cleared that. And the amazing thing is that I am now feeling over it. Like it's incredible. She cleared it and I really am feeling over it. In my sacral chakra, that's our, that's where we have like our, our creative energy. She saw so much creativity waiting to be expressed through me. She cleared it so that it can flow out easily. So then I expressed that when she was doing the guided meditation at the very beginning and she had me kind of walking through a forest, I said to her, whenever I'm doing these guided meditations where I'm meant to be like walking through a forest, I'm there, I'm in the forest, I have no problem with that, but my feet aren't touching the ground. They're like hovering above the ground. It's this weird sensation. Like I can't get my feet to touch the ground. And it's the same thing when I'm doing meditations where you need to have your feet on the ground and be connecting to Mother Earth energy and be drawing that energy, you know, down like roots from your feet down into the ground, into the center of the earth, and then drawing that energy back up again. Like my feet, they, they don't feel connected to the earth. And it's really weird. I feel like ungrounded. And she said to me, I'm reading from my journal again. 
I'm not ungrounded in the sense of being scatty. And that's so true. Like, I don't feel like an ungrounded person. Like, I'm super organized. I know where I need to be and when I'm on time. You know, I'm not ungrounded in that way. She said it's more of a specific earth energy that needs grounding. And she recommended a particular fossilized tree stone crystal for me. And I ended up getting it from her. It's from Indonesia. It's from between 15 and 20 million years ago. And I'm going to post a picture of that on Instagram, actually. It's for rooting and anchoring to Mother Earth. And I've got that here right now. I'm touching it right now. And it's an amazing stone. Yeah, I'll show you a picture of that on Instagram and on the Facebook page for Project Me as well. In my third eye, she saw a masculine energy. And I can't remember anything more she said about that. And I wished I'd asked her about my heart and the crown chakras because I don't know if she said something about them, but I don't remember her saying anything about them. And then she told me that at one point she saw a strong, sturdy tree and a playful squirrel that was racing around the tree and being really playful. And it made me laugh because I love squirrels. <laughs> I love their playful energy and I've never really connected it, you know, that they're playful. I mean, I love, I just love squirrels. But when I think about it now, I can be in a park and if I see a couple squirrels that are chasing each other in kind of a spiral around a tree, like I have to stop and it just makes me giggle. And if there's ever just a squirrel, I stop and I'm like doing the little, you know, sound to get them to come to me and they come and walk up and do that hind leg thing where they're just looking at me on their hind legs. I'm assuming other people do this too. Is it just me? Um, but I just have a real thing about squirrels. So I've decided I'm going to put a squirrel on my vision board and squirrel is going to be another one of my reminders to play. She also got this big vision of a whale. It was this huge thing, so I won't go into the whole story of it, but she saw water and she sees me as having a deep ancestral connection to water. She started talking about the whale and how Whales are thought to be under the ocean, moving through portals into different dimensions. So they're like creatures that can move from this dimension into other dimensions. I was like, wow, I haven't heard about that yet. I'm definitely going to be Googling it. And I'm realizing right now that I haven't Googled that yet. So I'm going to be looking into why she saw whales with me. I did tell her that there is a, a deep affinity I have to water. I'm from Minnesota, which is the land of 10,000 lakes. I then moved to California with a view of the Pacific Ocean, and I just loved being near the ocean. And now my new house in Ibiza overlooks the Mediterranean Sea. So I definitely have this thing for water. I have a real passion for clean water projects, anything to do with, with that and not wasting water. Like I will... If I need to pour water down the drain, I, like it just pains me <laughs> and I will like pour it into a plant. My plants are all soaked with water. So in Ibiza, it was great because I could actually go outside and pour water into my trees and things. Whereas my in my flat here in Madrid, all I can do is pour the water into my poor plants who are drowning in it. <laughs> I have a, a, a crystal water bottle that has a rose quartz crystal in it. And I actually fill that up with water every day and I drink from that at my desk. And I have a new blue water bottle that I got in Ibiza that has the flower of life on it. And it is said to, you, you put it in the sun and it, the water infuses through the, the sun into this water and gives it like sun energy. There's a whole thing about that. But yeah, anyway, definitely felt a connection to what she was talking about with the water. So there's more stuff here. I'm not going to go into it all. I just wanted to say, if you've not done a crystal healing session, I found it really profound. And Lydia, I will link to her in the show notes in case you are in Ibiza and want to have a session with her. So what happened next is that my pen kept writing. 
So after I wrote about all the stuff that I could remember about what she said in the session, my pen just kept going. And I'm going to read to you what I wrote because, as you know, I went into that session with the intention, even though she hadn't wanted to know what my intention was. I think going into anything like this, it is really important to go in with an intention of what you want to get out of it. Because if you just go in with a general, yeah, just tell me what I need to know, you know, you're just not going to get the clarity that, you, that is, you're capable of getting if you go in with a really deep intention. So what I wrote next in my journal is, what do I want to be in my business? And the answer was a light worker, helping others to step into who they came here to be in this lifetime. I want to help raise the consciousness of this planet. I want to be in my joy every day, deeply fulfilled. Question. In its highest alignment, what is the energy of my dream business? And I wrote, the energy of love, freedom, peace, joy. Feeling divinely guided to help others reach higher levels of consciousness so that together we raise our collective energies. I want to continue to work with women all over the world with the magic of technology to bring us into the same space. This happens both one-on-one -on -one and in groups. Women have a soul plan reading with me one-on-one, -on -one, and then there are opportunities to meet with me again for further spiritual life coaching sessions. And also to join in small group Zoom meetups to explore soul plan energies with each other, to discover matching energies in the group and to leverage those connections for expedited growth. This was such a cool thing I wrote down. I'm like, I'm definitely going to do this. This is what happens, guys, when you put a pen to paper and you don't just think stuff through in your head. Like put a pen to paper and ask yourself questions. It's kind of good to just present yourself with a question on paper and then give yourself the answer. Like if I ask myself questions, then I just give myself the answer. That's oftentimes how I journal when I want to speak to my higher self. I went on to write that I will run group retreats in Ibiza to expand our consciousness together in nature. We visit the highest energy points in Ibiza. We laugh, we cry, we dance to tribal rhythms and surrender to the flow. I also offer deep one-on-one -on -one retreats. These are bespoke experiences, and depending on what comes in our pre-retreat sessions, it may be that they want healing modalities in nature or stepping out of their comfort zone and facing their fears, doing adventures, or deeply restorative, or highly detoxing. As these are bespoke, they could be a long weekend, or a full week, or two. This includes follow-up sessions when they return home to fully embody the retreat and create a smooth re-entry process. I am also tapped into the existing yoga retreat spaces here in Ibiza, and I run workshops for their groups and guided hikes. And then I wrote, question, what have I outgrown in my business? Which parts am I out of alignment with? What no longer brings me joy? And I wrote, I find all of the tedious Project Me and Project We work takes me away from moving fully into my soul's plan. But wait. My soul's plan is to be the circle in the middle, bringing groups together. And I stand by the Project Me, Project We being a place to build that firm foundation beneath you so you can find space for the deeper meaning of your life. But 
when there is too much focus on all the logistical moving parts of your life and a trying to make it all better through action alone, that is actually slowing down their progress. But it remains a very important gateway to bring women in. So I don't want to throw that away. I simply need support to keep it going. And emotionally, I need to let go of controlling it or even thinking too much about it so that my energies are focused on the new. And then I wrote, why have I outgrown this? And I answered, because I have personally expanded far beyond living a well-balanced life. I no longer view my life through the same lens. It all feels very 3D reality. And those monthly check-ins feel like they'll just stir up more must and shoulds and long list of to-dos. I want to talk about much deeper stuff now. I need to pivot in a way that creates more growth for me. And in doing so, more growth will be created for others. And then, instead of sitting behind my desk for hours every day, compiling newsletters, replying to emails, organizing logistics, and overseeing so many random moving parts in my business, I will be tuning into source as a part of my work in creating soul plans, and then only be in front of my desk or a screen at certain intervals of time. And I know this will open me up to the next things that will flow in from there. I need to shed the old to make space for the new. (laughs) So guys, (laughs) I went into that soul plan with an intention of getting clarity about how to move more fully into my soul plan work. And as a direct result of that session, I began offering this up to the women who were in my summer soul school group. And I got to spend incredible time getting up early to watch the sunrise from my roof terrace, and then preparing soul plan charts, and then getting on Zoom calls and sharing their soul plans with them. And it has been so deeply fulfilling to see them recognize their talents and appreciate the challenges they came into this lifetime to have, and to see how they can overcome these and fully step into their highest purpose. I mean, wow, how much more fulfilling work could I find? So I had that opportunity of being in Ibiza, not being in front of my desk, not being in front of my computer, and just being able to offer these these sessions to women. And so I'm doing it. <laughs> and I'm running Project We Too. And I'm open to receiving support from my members. And it's already happening. One of my members, Paula, amazing Paula, she took over hosting the August Project We Workshop. And she introduced our guest speaker. And she'd suggested the guest speaker. It was parenting expert Audrey Monk of Sunshine Parenting, who was actually a founding member of Project We. You know, I actually got to take the August workshop off, which landed on my birthday. And I'm going to be talking about that story next. Of If you're in Project We and you're wondering where I was on my birthday, I'm going to share next what actually happened on my birthday while you guys were having the Project We workshop. But I just want to say that also Michelle Chandler, another project we remember, she reached out to arrange a meeting to see how she can support me with marketing. And the universe is just supporting this transition because my resistance is to letting go are loosening. And I'm manifesting all these people who are coming along to support me and help me. As soon as I recognized like what I wanted to let go of, everything is just falling into place. It is just so beautiful. So I'm moving now into the next powerful part of this story. So if you need to take a break, if you need to get a glass of water, I'm going to take a sip of water right now and then I'm going to talk about this next part of the story. So Lydia, the crystal healer said, 
that she and another woman would be running a Mayan fire ceremony in Ibiza later in August. And I was like, oh man, I hope this can be on August 24th because that's my birthday. And I would just love to do something like this on my birthday. And um, she said she wasn't sure it's going to be some point in August, but you know, she'd let me know. And then she sent me a message a couple of weeks later and she said, the um, Mayan fire ceremony is going to be happening on August 24th. And I was like, whoa, that's my birthday. And I don't think she'd remembered that it was my birthday. And she's like, oh, that's amazing timing that it's going to be on your birthday. So the incredible timing of everything was such that my husband had told me he was going to need to be back in Madrid for work the week of my birthday. He was feeling bad, never, hasn't ever spent my birthday with me. And I said, it's okay, you go back to work. I've been really wanting to invite Leonora, my friend Leonora, to come and visit me here. And, you know, we're like soul sisters, but because of lockdown, we just haven't been able to see each other at all since, you know, before lockdown. So I said, I'll see if she can come. And Denise, my other soul sister, is already staying on the island. I haven't even gotten to see her all summer. And we'll just organize to do something, you know, amazing. So Denise and Leonora said, yes, totally up for this Mayan fire ceremony. Let's do it. And then I got another message from Lydia really right before the date saying that the fire ceremony had been canceled, that the woman leading it um, was having some personal problems and she wouldn't be in the right energy space to be able to lead us all in this, which I completely respected. I totally get energy and I didn't even want to be at a fire ceremony with a high priestess who wasn't in her best energy. So I completely understood. But I said, Lydia, I had really planned to do something like this with my two girlfriends. One is flying in, the other is here on the island. Is there any way you could create something bespoke for us? I don't even know what, but something with crystals. And she got back to me and said, yes, I can create something for you. It is going to be a crystal quest. <laughs> Come along to the north of the island. I've got a yurt up there and I'll create a crystal quest for the three of you. <laughs> I was like, I have no idea what a crystal quest is, but I'm in. Um, so here's what happened next. I woke up on the morning of my birthday and feeling really happy. Um, and I never check emails before meditation, but I found my finger on some weird autopilot and I clicked over to emails and I found an email from my birth father wishing me a happy birthday. Now, I have never met him. He has never in 55 years of my life ever wished me a happy birthday. And to be honest, I wasn't even aware he even knew or at least remembered which day I was born. It was just really short and sweet. Just said, happy birthday. I love you, um, dad. And I was like, Ugh. anyway, yeah, it made me really emotional. I had my breakfast by the beach and then I found myself crying as I walked along the beach. It was a really weird crying. It was like a real kind of just, um, yeah, it was just really weird. I didn't even know what I was crying about, really. I couldn't put my finger on it. And thankfully, once Leonora flew in that afternoon from Amsterdam, it completely took my mind off of it. I felt so happy to see her since the first for the first time since the COVID travel restrictions. And then Denise arrived and it was all happy, happy, happy. Denise drove us up near Portinax in the beautiful wild north of the island. And we arrived at this big, beautiful yurt. That's a kind of Mongolian teepee if you've not heard of a yurt. And I've always been fantasized about owning a yurt and, and being in a yurt, staying in a yurt. I have this thing about yurts. And so for me to be in a yurt on my birthday was just like a fantasy come true. 
And again, on Instagram, if you scroll back to August 24th or 25th, I think I might have posted the day afterwards, you can see a picture and a video of this yurt and kind of the crystal setup that was going on there. You can kind of get a little glimpse into it. I posted that on the Project Me Facebook page too. So um, I am going to look at my journal again because that is where I made some notes about what happened during the crystal quartz experience up there in the yurt. So I'll start by saying that I felt weirdly disconnected and I arrived and I'm sitting down just feeling just, just all I can describe it as is just complete disconnection. I didn't feel like myself. We were each invited to share an intention of what we would like to share, but it was open to share whatever we wanted. And when it got to me, I shared about getting that email from my birth father and how emotional it made me. And I said, I just don't believe in coincidences. And I'm here today having not the Mayan fire ceremony, but a, a healing session, you know, here with my soul sisters. And I just think that maybe there is some healing to be done for my dad. You know, obviously there's going to be some some guilt there's going to be some remorse. There's going to be some emotions in him. And that he's reached out to me today on my birthday. And that I'm having this today. I think I've come to this session today with the intention of some healing for my father. And Lydia was like, yeah, beautiful. Great. Yeah, we can do that. And then we were about to start. And I said, Actually, I don't want to throw too much into the into the pond here, but is it possible for me to add some healing for my mother too? I mean, 55 years ago today, she birthed me into the world. And now that I know about birth trauma firsthand from experiencing it myself from the birth of my son, I mean, I know there must be some birth trauma. There's some something that needs healing in her as well. And I just want to use this opportunity, if I can, to have some healing for both of my parents. And she said, of course, absolutely. I'm always worried I'm asking for too much in these sessions. <laughs> she said, of course, your, your mother and your father can be included today. So then we all laid down on mats with our heads facing this circle in the middle. And in the center circle was this enormous crystal. It was a huge hand-mined Himalayan quartz, just beautiful. She was explaining to us the energy of this crystal. And she also said that she would be placing crystals on us during the session. And then she said, wait, you need to draw a card. And all around this big Himalayan quartz in the center were these oracle cards face down. And she said, I would like each of you to draw a card. And you don't need to share it. Just, just have a look at your card and place it next to you. So I just immediately reached in and just grabbed a card. And it said healing. And I remember thinking, huh. Well, kind of obvious, you know, healing. That's what I, that's kind of what we're here for. That's what this is about. It didn't really feel very profound to me. I just kind of went, okay, healing, just placed it next to me. Didn't think anything more about it. So then we all lie down and she begins playing really beautiful music and she's putting crystals on us and she begins taking us on a journey, like a guided journey. Now, normally I love guided journeys. I love shamanic guided journeys and all that. But in this particular one, I couldn't focus because there was an air conditioning unit on and it was really cold and I was just getting freezing cold, like shivering cold. And the crazy thing is, I know that there was a folded blanket up next to me and yet I just 
felt like it was going to be disruptive in some way if I reached for the blanket. I know it sounds crazy, um, but I just didn't reach for the blanket. And I just kept thinking, she's going to realize it's cold. I mean, it's like an ice box. It's it's like an iglo in here. She's going to feel cold and she's going to turn it off. I just kept thinking. Um, so I just stayed patient, trusting that she was going to turn it off and it didn't go off. And then have you ever laid on your ponytail and you can't move it? I don't know if you've ever done that during Shavasana and yoga or something, but my ponytail began to feel like it was like a I was lying on a nail. <laughs> it just got like piercing, piercing, piercing. Now, because of all of my yoga and because of my profound ability to be in discomfort and be comfortable with discomfort, and that's in life as well, like I can be waiting in a queue and not get agitated because I'm in a long queue. I can be in difficult circumstances and I can be aware of the circumstances and be feeling it, but not letting it get to me. That's what happened during this session. I was lying with my head on a nail and I was in an igloo icebox instead of a beautiful yurt. And I was just like at peace with it. <laughs> but the problem in inverted commas was I wasn't going into this journey because I was too in my physical body to allow myself to go into, you know, the other realms. So <laughs> unfortunately, or maybe not, as I found out later, I just didn't go anywhere. Like I didn't, I didn't travel on it anywhere. So, you know, it ended and we sat up, up again. I put the blanket around myself and uh, I asked the others, were you guys freezing? And Denise was like, no, not at all. And uh, Leonora said, yeah, I was cold at one point and I just grabbed my blanket and put it on me. I'm like, yeah, okay. And then Lydia said that she saw her put the blanket on and she turned the air con off. But anyway, we shared our cards and I went first and I said, yeah, I got healing, which is what I'd asked for, you know, from my mother and father. And are you ready to hear what the other two girls drew? Leonora drew the card Mother Earth and Denise drew Father Sky. So together we had Mother, Father, Healing, just what I'd asked for. I feel kind of emotional now that it's hitting me. Denise shared that when we were asked to pick a card, and I just picked mine up really quickly, but Denise, the, the other two just, I, I remember now they just spent ages like just looking at all that, just, just focusing on the cards. And they'd spent ages before they picked up their cards. And Denise said that she had a card that she was just about to pick up. And then Leonora reached over and picked up the exact card she was about to take. So she spent a little bit more time just tuning in. And then she picked uh, the father card, Father Sky. So these two truly are my soul sisters. They've come up several times in other modalities and things that I've done as being present for me in past lives. In a previous episode, you may have heard me speak about the transformational breathwork retreat I went on with Denise. And I had a very powerful, profound vision in that session that Denise and Leonore were Native American Indians. And I could see their profiles and I could see the feathers on their headdresses. And I saw them as like wise, protective warriors. And you know, Denise, how I met her was in a nail bar in Madrid when my English was really, really bad. This is back in 2010 or 2011 when, um, sorry, when my Spanish was really bad. <laughs> my English is okay. Um, and she, I was struggling to make myself understood or to understand what the nail bar technician was saying to me. And Denise 
suddenly said, can I help you? And uh, then Denise showed up again when I was at the orthodontist with my kids. She wasn't even at the orthodontist. She was walking by and through the window, she saw me. And at that moment, I was not able to understand what they were saying to me at all. And it was, I was super frustrated. And Denise pushes the door open and goes, hi, can I help you? <laughs> and I won't go into it, but it just kept happening again and again at a supermarket another time and again and again. And it's like, you know, she's just like my guardian angel. And so that, you know, that everything lined up for those two to be with me in a private healing session with their heads facing mine. And on the day that I received an email from my birth father and that we drew the cards, mother, father, healing, you know, nothing is a coincidence. And I truly believe a lot of healing took place and it wasn't for me to do anything except ask for it and be open to receiving it, which I was. I couldn't have had a more profoundly powerful birthday as I did this year. Dear listener, relax your forehead. Take a long, slow, deep breath in and let it out with a sigh. I'm going to ask you some questions and just to get you thinking a little bit about my story and how it can relate to your own life. Do you ever wonder why you were born to the parents you were born to? Are you able to see your relationship with each of your parents from a much higher perspective, including if you were adopted or you don't know one of your birth parents? Could your familial challenges actually be gifts, pushing you to overcome and transmute them into love? Why are you here? And what did you come here to experience, do, and be in this lifetime? What might happen in the future if you opened up to healing the past? Thank you for listening to the Project Me podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe. And I always appreciate your reviews and Apple podcast and you sharing it with your friends. In the next episode, I'll share a crazy discovery about my house in Ibiza and how I manifested some more wonderful people into my life over the summer who are here to support me with my intentions to expand Project Me and Project We. I don't have any information yet on my website about soul plan or intuitive tarot sessions, but if you'd like information about booking in a session and what they're all about, drop me an email, hello at myprojectme.com. You can also email me to get onto the interested list for the next round of my High Vibe Journey program. The September round is already in full flow and I'm loving the energy of this group so much. And if you're not on the Project Me mailing list, hop on at myprojectme.com so you don't miss updates on everything else I've got coming up. Until next time, open your mind, open your heart, and stay curious. We all need some space in our lives for the magical and unknown.